Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 54. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. And you know what I just realized? What? This is a plus member only episode. I'm supposed to be playing some kind of weird, weird crazy music. Oh. Oh, yeah. Some uh, 50 Cent or something. Some 50 Cent or something. Anyway, folks, welcome back to our show where we talk about uh, you, the small to medium sized business owner, kind of like ourselves, talking about technology tools and tips to help us become more proficient, effective. Blah blah, you know, you know the deal. All You're the P's, all the P's, <laughs> exactly. the P's that matter. <laughs> you guys are plus members. You know what this show's about by now, philosophy. right? Philosophy, philosophy is another yes. P. Yes, it is. Silent P. All right. <laughs> anyway, Andy, today we have promised people that we are going to talk about shipping products. Yeah. By the way, I'm Andy Traub. We didn't do the whole. Oh, thing. and I'm Cliff Ravenscraft, and because yeah, people and, don't know. Right. I need you to talk for at least 30 seconds while I type a Twitter message. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, that, and this is not in our show notes, and I actually was hoping to kind of throw it in there, and I don't want to take the show in a, in a sour direction, but I had my first sort of, uh, I had to ask someone to take my information off of their website this week because I did not feel they were giving me proper credit for my info. They were literally taking my blog posts and aggregating them onto their site and, 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 and saying my name at the very bottom, very small. Um, and it, it I, I basically have a Google alert set up for my name and I got a couple alerts that they had quoted me, but they literally used my title for my post, all the words from my post. They'd use a different picture than my post, which I thought was kind of unique. And then they would say sort of, if it was a 500 word post, they maybe have 50 words about the post and they would uh, put a link to me but that's all. And it was very hard to see that I wrote the post. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt anyway. And so I asked them via email, can you please put a credit uh, that, I, that I'm the author at the top uh, or in at least more prominent place or use my full name and things like that? And basically they said no. Huh. And not only did they say no, they said, I, I treat everyone the same way when I quote Chris Brogan, so-and-so. And they said, they said someone's name and they said, and you're no... I'll tell you, they said, uh, I, you know, and I treat John Maxwell the same way, and you're no John Maxwell. <laughs> and I was like, I know I'm not John Maxwell. Nice. Uh, he kind of annoys me anyway, but he's a genius. So anyway, so it, it got, and, and then they said, you should be grateful for the traffic to your website, because I know based on my studies or whatever, because I guess there's public analytics you can do. He said, you should be thankful that I get, you're getting traffic from my website, because I have 10 times as many visitors as you do. Mm-hmm. To which I took exception to because I'm not about traffic. I'm not about downloads. I'm about connecting with people. And yeah. I think I have a pretty, I almost cussed. I have a pretty awesome tribe. Thank you. I have a lot of people that encourage me, support me, and believe in me and like my stuff. And if it's not 5,000, it's not 5,000. But here's the thing, Cliff. I'm not an idiot. So I went to Google Analytics and I looked at my referrals. I've never gotten a visitor directly from his site to my site. Right. So th- take your analytics right there, pal. I mean, seriously, it's not. <laughs> it, you know, if, if, if you, yes, I should be thankful for the traffic, what traffic? And that's the thing. He doesn't create his own content. 
And so that's why it's not, you're not a thought leader if all you do is take articles from other people. Right. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just telling people in the internet space. Well, you're not being negative because you haven't mentioned anybody's name. You're just saying this no. has happened. Let's just name, his name is uh, Rafe Ravenscraft. I'm just, just oh I'm, yeah, there you go. No, but I, I think it, it just be, be aware of, and, and he said, I'm following the rules. And I said, you know what? That's fine if you're following the rules. But frankly, I asked you as a friend to give me better attribution and he's saying, well, that's not the rules. Yeah. And Chris, even if it was the rules, if you said, hey, Andy, you know, and you and I have had conflict in the past. I can remember some specific stuff. Yeah. And I was in the wrong. And you called me on it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go out and apologize. Uh, not, I think because I was wrong. But the bigger thing is, what's more important? Is it a rule or is it the way I wanted to say it's Here's the thing. The intention is not the important part. It's the reaction. Meaning, uh, you know, if I upset my wife and I'm learning this a lot in my marriage, is even if that wasn't my intention, if it upsets her, I need to acknowledge that and fix it. And this person did not want to fix it. They hid behind what they call as rules and belittled me. And they, he attached two PDFs, one of his traffic and one of mine. And I was like, I don't need to know my traffic versus yours, especially when your traffic's not bringing me any traffic. Yeah, and especially but, when your traffic's built on my back, you butthole. <laughs> yeah, you know, it just... Just to give a, and I, it's funny, I got a Twitter message today, someone asking about how do I ask someone else to remove my information? And the guy basically said to me, hey, if this is how you want it to be, then I'll just take your information off my site and disconnect you from social networks, yada, yada. And I went, okay, do that. You know, that's fine. Um, and and I, I guess I want to tell that story because it's not all daisies and roses out there. And sometimes you have people that you have a friendship with, a relationship with, and, and things can go south. And, you know, I would just say put, per, 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 personal before business whenever possible but sometimes you just have to call people on it and say you know i don't want even if i was getting traffic i still want here's the point if i was getting proper attribution i would be getting traffic because he was taking my best posts right but yeah. i was that's why i wasn't getting any traffic so the argument is sort of mute but right anyway i just had to share it because i want to be real with people and tell them that it's not all daisies and rosies out there with with it with people that you know, create content different ways. I like to think I create unique content. Yes, I get a lot of good ideas from other people, but I just, you know, I want to encourage people that you're capable of creating great content. Right. If a guy in, you know, Kentucky can create 5,000 million episodes, right, with his life, which you're doing, then yes, people can create great content with just their thoughts and their experiences. And I want to be encouragement to people Go make your own stuff. Yeah. Hey, another thing about that, uh, and this is purely on the geeky technical side, it's a good thing that you're asking him to take all your stuff off uh, because how um, Google will work, Google will will look and they actually have a way of indexing stories. And if they see the same story word for word, you know, a good majority of the text is on your post is the same as somebody else's post. Mm -hmm. They only index and return one of the sites uh, at their discretion um, as to what shows up in the results. So yeah. it, it's very possible that let's just say you did a really great job talking about XYZ and you use some great keywords, including in your title of your post. Sure, just like you which mentioned. I did, yeah. And and all of a sudden somebody, now a search result that would have normally been pulling up your site is mm -hmm. now actually pulling up that person's site. And so that, yeah. Yeah, and and, and, and if you glanced at it, I really think, Cliff, 95% of the people that went to that post would not believe that I wrote it. And, and that was my issue. You yeah. know, I, I subscribe to a, a couple different sort of streams of posts and I get a big email compiling all of them. And basically, it's a lot of posts that quote 
other stories, but they give really clear attribution. They link right back to the direct site. You know, it's very clear, just like Lifehacker. You know, thank you for this person for this information. They they always link back to the original person in a very clear manner. And, and I felt like it was it was sort of shady. And you know, I just encourage people to make your own content, and then you don't have to worry about <laughs> the conflict. Very good. Well, uh, let's, anyway, thanks let's, for letting me. Was that thirty seconds? <laughs> uh, just eight minutes and thirty seconds, but that's cool. <laughs> it's totally awesome. Now, Moving on. Sometimes, Moving sometimes on. we just got to get something off our chest, and it's like, listen, don't that's rip us off. What I do so. Thank you to plus members who are hearing this episode for letting. <laughs> There, the thing, the thing is, it just imagine what we could do is if we actually said, okay, let's go mob this person's website with comments. <laughs> but no, that's oh, that's, that never crossed my mind. <laughs> All right, so uh, I love that Bus- business therapy therapy weekly is what Walter <laughs> says. Thanks, Walter J. All right, I so feel- we're gonna talk about digital product you know delivery and 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 shipping digital products and and all this good stuff. So, uh, Andy, where do we want to begin? Well, I think. The good place to begin is, I, I guess, with another piece of encouragement, is uh, Seth Godin writes a lot about you should be validated by other people being in your space or, or having similar products. A lot of people don't ship items because they think, well, someone else is doing it. Someone else has done it. And, and I think it's great to have a completely unique item or product. But I think if you think you can do it better or you have a unique audience, then produce something. Right? Don't use the fact that it already exists in some manner as an excuse to not do it. So first is we want to give you permission to create digital products. They're a great way to get your information out there, uh, and you certainly can charge for them, uh, and and the profit is considerable versus the expense. So first is create products. A lot of different people could, and it could be an audio recording. It could be a screen capture. Um, what are what are your thoughts on other sort of digital PDF? Obviously, eBooks. I I would say that my my favorite digital products are ebooks, uh, which a great friend of mine uh, has a wonderful free ebook on ebooks, and I'm telling you, and and I, to be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of free ebooks uh, because I, you know sometimes it communicates the value, and and th- and I hate that. But uh, it, it, I tell you what, you need to go get this free ebook, and and I wish you could pay you know, 10 or 15 bucks for this ebook because then you would actually have a monetary value associated to it and, and it would actually say, hey, I need to I need to read this. I've I paid money for it. But uh, go to ebooksthesmartway.com. Again, that's ebooksthesmartway.com. And that start there. It's my friend. His name is uh, Pat Flynn. And you to get the free ebook, you it, it's it's not free, okay? You actually do have to give up your 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 name and email address, or maybe it's just your email address. I'm not sure, but anyway, uh, but yeah, I think it's name and email. But yeah, give him your name and email, and you'll sign up for his mailing list. And uh, if you don't want his mailing list after that, you can unsubscribe, but you'll get the free ebook anyway. Uh, it is totally awesome. Read it, and uh, in fact, it's it's given me a ton. Of uh, ideas on my own ebooks, which I actually have two ebooks in production right now. Uh, so, so d- that's a that's a digital product that anybody out there could really go for. Mm-hmm. My- so, for, first is types. You know, we're talking about ebooks, um, screen captures, and you and I uh, highly endorse ScreenFlow for Mac because you can't get it on a PC. <laughs> but ScreenFlow um, is the program i every time i do a screen capture i get asked the question what'd you use to make that and the other main competitor to that would be camtasia 
it's three times as much, and I think the interface is not as slick by any means. So I'm a big fan of screen flow. Costs about a hundred bucks, doesn't it, Cliff? Yeah, hundred bucks. It, it's ridiculous uh, how yeah. cheap it is. I would pay four or five times that. I really would. I would. I'm glad it's a hundred bucks because then if I, you know, I've got another Mac and if I, they upgrade and stuff like that, I love that. You know, I have no problem buying that product over and over again for all of my different computers. It just right. re- that really doesn't bother me at all. Um, it is really awesome. But yeah, so another type of product is digital screen. Um, and what we're talking about screen casting, not just screen captures. I think of, Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. you yeah. When I hear screen capture, I think about, you know, just getting a static image of, of Alt. the screen, but Command. no, this yeah. is, this is a moving, you know, Hey, here, let me show you how I do something here on my computer. And you can actually watch this video of mm-hmm. me doing it. And so screen casting is a great digital product. I'm going to tell you another digital product that, um, I, i I feel very strongly about, and that's just audio books. Um, and, and, and it's funny, you call them audiobooks and, 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 uh, it's amazing what is out there. And here's what I've learned. And I know this to be true. I have podcast episodes out there and I give, and people are used to getting podcast episodes for free. And, and you and I were talking about this the other day, Andy, we had a great, we had a great call this week in between our, the last episode and this episode was a lot of fun. And, uh, but here's my philosophy. I, I bet you anything that I could create a, I could actually create a single one hour, a 60 minute recording. And I could actually, in that 60 minute recording, I, I could say, here are the top 10 things you must know before you publish your first podcast episode. Hands down, you must know these 10 things. And it's a one hour audio recording. Okay. I bet mm-hmm. you anything, I could sell thousands of those for like fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Of mm-hmm. and basically, and I would not call it a podcast episode. I would call it a, an audio book. This is an Why audio. Why would you call it a podcast episode? Because people associate podcast episodes <laughs> as free. Bingo. Here's the situation. So I could actually create a podcast feed, put it in iTunes, and say, "Hey guys." You know, I'm going to do 15 episodes an hour long each and I'm going to do, I'm going to um I'm going to do this on on all these different things about podcasting and uh would you be willing to donate $14.99? <laughs> donate. Nobody's going to do it. Right. You know, right. and and so yeah, there's a space where commerce happens and a space where it doesn't. And I don't know if I mentioned this to you or not, but I have some friends who do a lot of Facebook fundraising uh for for political uh, for politicians, and and the irony is you can't do Facebook fundraising. There are so few people who do transaction on Facebook because it's not a place to do that. It's like trying to set up shop in the middle of a church. It's not the right space for that. Right. Um, but you know, if you have a a shop on the corner downtown, people will transact money there. So it, you have to know. And this is a great point, Cliff. Is uh, if you took, uh, and I believe this, if we took our ten best episodes. From Business Tech Weekly and sold them for fourteen ninety nine, people would buy them. Yep. If we sold them as a digital download, mm-hmm. why? Because it's separate. It's a different place to do that, and we could package them different or have different cover art or whatever. But we wouldn't put them on iTunes. So I think the point of this is to wrap around and say, it's not just the item. And this is a great point, Cliff. I'm glad you brought it up. It's where you where you sell it and how you package it. 
and it's and, and it's how you market it. I, I mean, is this is this just a hey? I've got a premium podcast episode that you can purchase, or an audiobook. And and the thing in reality, it's the same exact thing, but right. it's it it is not the same thing in the eyes of, or in the mind of the beholder. Uh, is an ebook the same as a, a hardback book? Uh, technically, it, the content, yeah, it's the same, but it, it's a different. I I don't I don't want to pay as much for an ebook as I do a hardback book. Right? It, it, why? Because of the space. Because I'm on my Kindle, and it, my Kindle teaches me that I don't pay more than twelve bucks for a book. Right? Well, well see, I, I would argue that point. I would actually say the the, pr- the price is irrel- is only relative to the content and its value uh, to the to the to the reader. So, for example, I have no doubt that I, if I wanted to, I could create an ebook that would be in excess of fifty dollars. Right. I, I guess my my point was just to how the Kindle has trained me. Right. right. I would actually, I agree with you. I would actually buy an ebook. Here's the funny thing. I would never buy an ebook for 50 bucks through the Kindle store. Right. But I would pay 50 bucks for an ebook from somewhere else if I feel like it's going to make me money right away. So again, it, it, this is such, I hope this is helpful to people because, and I was talking about this, I just got back from a, a junior achievement. If folks don't know, it's business people are going to schools and talk um, about business essentially. And I'm doing an entrepreneur program with them. And I was telling these kids about you know, stop thinking hourly. And I told him the Seth Golden story about the guy that made $45,000 by writing the name of a product on a piece of paper because he fixed a drywall issue that would have cost millions of dollars, right? And so it's this thinking of, you know, it's not what, and, and someone in the chat said, I have a hard time with the idea of selling ebooks because I wouldn't pay for it myself. Well, then don't buy your own ebook, but a lot of other people might, you know? Yes. It's just interesting to me in this space, Cliff, a lot of people go, well, is it really that valuable? Well, if it's not, people won't buy it. But if it is, they will. Well, he, you know. Here and here and now, the, going back to my friend Pat Flynn. Uh, to be honest with you, I I've never really purchased an ebook before. And to be honest with you, I don't know that I would have ever purchased uh, Pat's book on uh, ebooks the smart way. I, I really don't think that I would have because I'm not the type of person who usually buys and consumes training materials in that way. But what I did get when I actually got his free ebook was like, oh my gosh. And, and, and what I realized is, and by the way, I've been given a lot of ebooks. Uh, people <laughs> send me a lot of ebooks. But they're, but they're t- typically about e- they're ebooks about things that I'm not interested in. Right. And so obviously, I, you know, I, I got so, m- I got inundated. It's like, hey, Cliff, check out this ebook. I par- purchased this, but I'm going to share it with you. Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? Come on. Re- <laughs> really? Yeah. But the thing is, is like you know, I just don't find any interest in this, and 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 so in my mind, ebooks equaled zero value. And mm-hmm. then now I look at Pat Flynn's ebook, and it's like, well, that was very interesting to me because I'm in the process of writing two of these. Bingo! And like, whoa, this. And now it's so like, how much was it worth to you? I mean, so and that's the thing. I will, it's- I will tell you, I, now that I know it, I think it was. It would definitely be worth twenty bucks. It's funny, Pat hasn't been in our chat lately. I think he might be on his page updating the uh, price right now. Well, so. exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, so no, you're, you're but, absolutely right, Cliff. You're absolutely right in the fact that uh, a value can be set upon something. I mean, you know, it's it's what's a key, what is a key worth? Well, ninety nine cents if you get a, a replicated for your car. But if that key unlocks a house worth one hundred fifty thousand dollars, I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same item, but what does it do for you? And honestly, my Kindle has helped me. Consume a lot more ebooks because I've got the Calibre, the the converter, where it takes them from PDF to Mobi format, puts it on my Kindle, and then I can really consume it. So, 
Uh, let me suggest one other ebook while we're on the topic, which is 279 Days to Overnight Success uh, by Chris Gilbu. Um, it, it's it's about a lot of what you know, Cliff. <laughs> you're a you're a over you're a four year overnight success, right? Right. I mean, you've been doing this. You know, people look, look at all the success he has. Well, yeah, he started off in his basement, you know, so in the hey, corner. I'm still in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> I've And I broke, I'm, I'm a, I am about eight feet away from where I started, though. <laughs> You've come a long I've way. I've come a long way. <laughs> eight feet, baby. Eight feet. Anyway, so check out that ebook. But yeah, it, it, and here's the other thing. You can, in the same space, this is what's so cool. You can give someone a free ebook, like Chris Gilbert does that. It's a, he has a couple free ebooks. And he also has somebody charges one hundred and fifty dollars for. Yeah, still an ebook, but what's the value, right? Yep. All and right, so we've got so, the kinds. Do you so, want to move on to the well? And and well, the the thing is, is of course, um, you know, other other things that you could do is well, actually, those those are the three main ones. I don't I don't know. Are you thinking of any, thinking of any other? No, did, I mean, let's folks in the chat have uh, other other ideas. If you but, guys got other kinds of things, but really what you have is you could have an, you can have a, a, you know, a digital ebook product, you could have a digital audio product, or you could have a digital video product. Those are the three big ones that I think of. Audio, video, and text. Yep. That, that, that looks like, uh, oh, some other people are saying code snippets for websites. Um, oh, good one. Software. Um, so you know what? Pat's actually really good at, uh, he's, he's been doing the, uh, whole iPhone uh, thing you know nice so yeah so yeah i mean there's apps there's um you know themes for websites i mean there's a lot of oh, different plugins plugins uh that's another thing pat's working on uh browser plugins you can have wordpress plugins so yeah, you, okay great so <laughs> this is why it's it's awesome to have a a chat room so there's a lot of other digital products so uh and and here's the thing you can you can outsource a lot of the different product creation stuff like for example I'm not terribly interested in sitting down typing and writing out everything, but I have no problem taking something where my thoughts are put down and then all of a sudden I kind of edit it into something that would be an ebook. Yeah. And that's where I took um, my digital training products where I love to just talk off the top of my head and had virtual assistants actually transcribe word for word everything that was spoken. And people, people here's the other part of that, and, and this is maybe jumping ahead, but that's okay. It's our show. Uh, when when you have a digital product like a screencast, like we're talking about, pay someone to make a PDF of the transcript because some people just literally like I I never run into this before, but a couple of people said, "Hey Andy, I'd love a digital transcript because my internet's so slow that I actually just I I have to work from PDF." And I went, oh, "I didn't really think about that." But the other part of that, and I think the larger reason is learning style. Some people just want to read it. Some yep. people want to reference it in that way. So give people. It doesn't cost that much more uh, to get it transcribed, and there are services, or if you have a VA to do it. Uh, so it, I think that's a, it's it's an it's another way of serving people is to have uh, different formats. But again, it could be a separate product. You could have one product that doesn't have it, and one product that does, and charge more. Yep. Now Pat uh, gave another one here: stock photography. You know, is mm-hmm. is a lot of people photographers out there. You can sell that. You can even go to places like iStock Photo and some other places and and sell your stock photography there. Absolutely. Or you yeah. can actually sell it from your own site. You can create your own site and do it. And, and that's what I really like doing some of those things. If you can build a brand around yourself and sell your own products, it's really good stuff. So, okay, so we have this idea. We have we have a, a whole various products. Right. But, but let's just for the sake of our conversation, you and I both create some video training tutorials. 
Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it from this realm and our experience with them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think it makes sense to run through how we do just one and then you can apply it because all you're really going to do is switch out the product for the most part with our process. Exactly. So, now, both the audio and video, I can say you can duplicate this. Uh, with. And one of the things I like to do personally is I like to actually create the first step in the process is to actually schedule a webinar. Mm-hmm. All right. This is and where, this is unique, Cliff. This is not all people would would do this step, but yep. why? And I'll ask some big fat rhetorical questions. Why not just start recording? All right. The, the reason why is because for me, I need some kind of financial motivation for me to create the darn product in the first place. You know, yeah, a lot of people are okay with totally not earning any income during the building process. But the thing is, is I've got plenty of other things that are generating income right now that I'd have to actually turn down to actually create this thing that's going to eventually generate products or income down the road. And and yeah, I, I see the value in that. But the the big thing for me is, is uh, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Eventually, I'm going to have this thing called uh, the thesis configuration video tutorial, how to make any WordPress site look like virtualassistantpodcast.com or podcastanswerman.com. And it's first a webinar. It's a webinar. And it's it's $39 a person. And so far, I've all... I, now, the thing is, is it's this webinar is not until next Saturday. So not this Saturday, but next Saturday. I've already earned $780. And I haven't even done it yet. Right. So, and and I I fully suspect by next Saturday that 90 minutes I will probably earn somewhere between 2 and 3000. dollars Let's do some math on this because I I think it's helpful. I, I think we're both realistic about all the things we talk about. You know, we don't make them sound too easy. We don't make them sound too hard. When you do a 90 minute webinar cliff, and I'm going to ask you cuz you're more thorough than I am on stuff, but uh when you do a 90 minute webinar, how much time is it going to take you to do that webinar in reality to get to where you let's just say let's take preparation and then post we'll do those separate so preparing for that one I would say preparation for a webinar can take as little as 20 minutes and can take as much as I'd say 20 hours sure I, I, and I appreciate you giving that scope because it could be a lot now some people are like oh wow, my gosh 20 hours yeah well remember if you make it if it's 20 hours and it's a 90-minute webinar or a four-hour webinar, say you have 24 hours into it, you know, and then maybe you've got some you know, post-production, probably minimal at that point if you took that much time to prepare, you know, then it's done. And that's what people have to get into their mind, even if it takes you 24 hours, right? If yep. it pays you a week's worth of wages, guess what? You're ahead. Yeah. Well, Did everybody get the math on that? If it takes 24 hours, we make a week's worth of wages, you're ahead because that's 40 hours on a work week, yep. right? It's exactly right. And, and and I'm talking, you know, like, for example, the thesis webinar, I have done what I'm going to train everybody to do on next Saturday. I literally could do in my sleep. And I, I do during that 90 minute, I actually do those processes and actually showing people those processes just the same way. I've been doing it one on one with clients making $300 over a two hour period of time. Right. I've I've made $300 one-on-one doing this several times a week. Right. So for me to do that, I, I can tell you right now, it's going to take me about 20 minutes to prepare for that webinar. Now, there are, there's some other webinars where I know I'm going to spend at least 20 
and and could be even a little bit more than that on uh, on the preparation for some of the webinars that are going to come up. But but the thing is, is that you want to make sure that you're prepared. And the of course, the big thing here is making sure that you're driving home crazy value for the people who are coming. Crazy amounts of value, making sure that they always are going to get well beyond what they expected. Uh, just over-deliver, over-deliver, over-deliver. That, that's the biggest thing that I, I suggest. So here, here's the situation. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a lot of show prep. Uh, and one of the things I like to use is uh, Keynote on my Mac. I like to use Keynote to actually put together um, uh, you know, a presentation. And uh, as far as the service that I set up ahead of time, which by the way, I have officially decided I am uh, going for GoToWebinar, which allows up to 100 people for $99 a month. And guess what I learned? What? I learned that I'm not I, guessing. I don't I learned that I don't have to give up GoToMeeting. I thought see GoToMeeting's 50 or it's $49 a month. Right. GoToWebinar is $99 a month. Mm-hmm. And I thought that if I had both, I'd have to pay both. Oh yeah. So I actually decided this week I'm going to go ahead and go with GoToWebinar and I went in to cancel my GoToMeeting account so it didn't actually rebuild right. me. And it says, "Wait a second. It's included." It's like there was no option. It's like if you're going to go with GoToWebinar. So it's like an upgrade. Beauty. It, yeah. So for $99, you can have GoToMeetings with up to 15 people or webinars with up to 100 people Beauty. With, with the plan that I have. And nice. and here's the good thing about that is that um, go having having GoToMeeting is so much better for one-on-one consulting right, calls. Right. Right. And that's important to understand too. And this is, I guess, more on the, on the webinar training side, but you know that one. And gosh, Cliff, if I had a nickel every time someone asked me which 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 screen sharing should I use or which which uh, yeah which which conferencing tool should I use? I mean, it's there's a lot of different ones out there, and frankly, it's whichever one you're comfortable with. Uh, I would just say a couple things. One, uh, most of the ones that cost more are better, <laughs> and I don't say that like as a silly statement, but there's a reason they cost more because they actually are more reliable. I. There is nothing worse, nothing, than having paying clients show up and your software doesn't work. It's got to work. It's inexcusable. It happened one time and I dumped Yuguma immediately. Yeah, Yuguma, I've had issues with DimDim. And DimDim, some some phenomenal improvements, but frankly, I've just seen it crash, crash, crash. And so, sorry, DimDim. You know, it's a credibility thing. It's got to work every time. That's the key. Um, and uh, let me mention one more thing while we're on this subject is uh, I've actually been approached by join.me to host a webinar, a free one, and they're going to give some incentives. And so I'm going to test out their service uh, after some testing of my own with a larger audience by hosting a free webinar. It'll be in the next week or two. But there are more coming into the space. Hey, guys, this is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I, of course, you know my last name. But anyway, it's me. Hey, I am... I have to stick this in, and and I don't even know where I'm going to stick this into the episode. But uh, one of the things that I forgot to tell you about is a great friend of mine uh, from the GSPN.TV community. His name is Jay Carter, is going to be doing a webinar. You know, we're doing all this talking about webinars. Anyway, he's doing a great webinar on mind mapping. Now, we did an episode a long time ago, but to be honest with you, I am clueless about mind mapping. And uh, anyway, there's going to be a, a mind mapping uh, webinar coming up that's being done by Jay Carter. And this is a guy who eat, drinks, breathes, and sleeps all about mind mapping. So I encourage you to check it out. And in fact, I do have an affiliate link with him. 
So if you want to sign up for this thing, I, I actually benefit a little bit. Um, let me see here. I'm looking for that link. There it is. gspn.tv slash mindmaptraining. Again, that's gspn.tv slash mindmaptraining. I now return you to your regularly broadcasted podcast episode. Uh, and mine will be on the paid version, so I'll get to kind of see what the full example of it is. But but don't try to do a patchwork with these things. Right? One of the reasons I, I really liked um, uh, the Adobe but it doesn't have a call-in feature on it. And so I probably won't ever use it again because um, it, it, I, want the, I want an easy phone number for people to call into to be a part of it. I don't want to make everyone be on the web. There's, it's it's got to it's gotta be tight is what I'm telling people. Don't save 20 bucks a month and, 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 and it's just not worth it. Right. If, if, you're in, if you're really doing a digital product that's going to sell, and if you're really going to be professional about it, get a service that works. So yeah. go to webinar join.me i'll be testing out and then throw me some other ones but those are the two that i would say in this space right now that i'm feeling best about right now if you're doing an audio product you can just do a teleseminar yep you know so i mean again that's only if you want to perform this initial thing in front of a live audience which i i I really like the live audience i like to get the feedback i like to hear what kind of questions are going to be in there and stuff like that to make sure i'm I'm meeting the needs and the interest of my audience. I, I, I kind of like that aspect of it. Cliff, people have to understand too, you know, they might be thinking, hey, what, you know, is that going to be weird because I'm going to be selling a product of a live, you know, where people might have questions that don't apply to that individual. You know, I think a couple things why you should do a live one first is one, there's more, there's more energy to it. Okay. You prepare better. I think the biggest thing, though, is as a as a person who would purchase, and I purchased your products before, mm-hmm. is it's more engaging for me to be part of a conversation, even if it's a recorded one, yep. than it is to listen to you. No offense, Cliff, yep. but to listen to just you, and you have no audience, you know, have you have no interaction. You know, that it's not it's nowhere near as engaging as it is to be a part of a conversation. So that's another reason to do it. Now, that's not true of all. Not all products you can do or should you do via a webinar. But if you can, what we just told you might make you, you know, five thousand dollars up front, and then you've got a digital product on the back end of that. So we've talked about preparation. You want to get into, you know, maybe the we've talked about how to actually take the screen share or screen capture, uh, screen casting. Well, uh, there's the, well, that's, well, that's what I want to say is that uh, basically I will use ScreenFlow on my Mac uh, to record the entire video of everything that's happening on my screen. Obviously, I record. Um, I, I use my mixer. It, I have some some pretty high end equipment here in my studio, so I, I'm dialed in by telephone to the to the go to meeting conference, and and people are hearing me via the telephone. But my high quality audio is going into my computer, and ScreenFlow is getting that. An important thing for me is that uh, you know you also have. Um, you also have the audio. I also have the audio going into a digital audio recorder. So I have a backup of the audio just in case that gets messed up. And not only that, but I always have my wife's MacBook logged mm-hmm. into the webinar as well. Bingo. And my wife's MacBook is a participant in the webinar. Yep. And I have ScreenFlow recording everything on that end. So there's right. both. There, there's, I mean, so many redundant things. Because th- for me, this is huge. I, I've pro- matter yeah. of fact, I've promised everybody who's come to the webinar that you're going to get a video the following week. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so by golly, I better have one, right? Cliff, Otherwise, I think that's huge. I, I want to jump in. I, I think that this is a huge reminder to people that take the extra time. And again, if you have to buy another copy of ScreenFlow, it's another hundred bucks on another computer. Okay. Here's my point. If you spend a hundred dollars and you know, your your computer has a failure or something like that, but you know your your the other computer you have capturing it doesn't have a failure, was that a hundred dollars well spent? Heck yeah, absolutely. You know, and so back it up, back it up, back it up. I mean, it, it and how you do your audio. Just because your audio goes over a phone line doesn't mean that's the only place you can record your audio, right? You can record it through ScreenFlow recorder on a digital recorder. You know, and you don't have to have the $300 digital recorder, but the point is create systems to where if something goes wrong, nothing really goes wrong, right? I mean, be be prepared uh, for things not to work. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Be prepared. Have as much redundancy as possible. So basically, here's the deal. Uh, Do an awesome webinar. Do an awesome thing. And, And by the way, if it's not in front of an audience, just... Do awesome at whatever it is you're doing. Sure. Do high quality stuff because here's the deal. Anybody can sell something once. Once you get somebody to buy something and you convince them that it's worth it, the thing is, is whether or not they ever buy anything from you in the future will largely depend on how well you've done creating the first product they've bought from you. Mm. So wow them. Wow them. Over deliver on value. I can't stress that enough. So, yeah. so here's the thing. Um, basically, here I'll, I'll give you an example. We just, I just did a webinar with Pat Flynn called uh, "Passive Income Strategy uh, Strategies for Podcasters." I recorded high quality audio, and as a matter of fact, <laughs> the thing is, is I love the way you said that. High quality, high quality audio. Uh, so, as soon as I was done, I, I actually came in and I recorded a little bit of an intro. In fact, check this out. I'm going to just double click here. Hit me. Hit and, me. Introduce me. And uh, listen to this. Here we go. Passive income strategy for podcasters with Cliff Ravenscraft and Pat Flynn. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Passive Income Strategy for Podcasters. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft from PodcastAnswerMan.com, and I'm very delighted. Okay, to and then I'm just going to go in and I'll give you a sample of the audio quality from this. For what people want to know, and there's, you know, you can think what your people want to know as much as you want. You can have an idea, but, you know, these are people telling me what they want to know, and then I can write a blog post about it, uh, which is great. All right, so basically, um, yeah, so I, I basically took the high-quality audio and made that av- immediately available. As soon as the very next day, I made the audio version of that available, and I gave them a PDF document of all the slides. There you go. All right, and then what I did next is um, I took the ScreenFlow recordings and and I and I basically did a little bit of post production, putting some fancy logos with the little thing in front of it, and made sure everything was just right. I will tell you that um, in the audio and in the video, there was one thing that I said. And Pat, if you're listening to this, there was one thing I said in part one of our session that I actually edited out both of the audio and I edited it out of the video. There was one statement that I made that I'm like, eh. 
I probably could have done without putting that statement in there. And I edited it out. And so um, I, I make sure that I'm delivering exactly what I want. And the questions at the end of the webinar, I thought they were great. We, we answered, they answered the, the questions that we had. But um, or we answered the questions that we had, and that was great. But I didn't think the questions were like, quote unquote, uh, so on target. It's more like, you know, how do I build my audience? And that's really. Yeah, the questions are they going to add value to the product? Not are they good, bad questions? That's not because obviously, if you help the person, it's a good question. It was good questions. But is that what the package product? Yeah. And so basically, the matter of fact, some of the questions would have been a product of their own. Uh, and so what I did is it's like, you know what, I, at the end, when we said, okay, this is the end of part four, you know, we're going to have part five is going to be the special bonus and blah, blah, blah. You know what, there is no part five. And I cut that little part and, and now I have the package of exactly what I want to offer. It's everything I promised and more, right? you know, it, 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 it is. And so, um, I, I turned those into, um, uh, video files and all of those have now been uploaded to my media servers. And I've created a website uh, for them to be delivered. Do we want to continue this on next week? I think we should. And let's talk about what we're going to cover next week. Uh, the other parts of this is delivery methods. I think we talked a lot about the content or types of things you could do and, and how to do them, how to create the product itself. Uh, we touched a little bit on post-production. We might be able to talk about that a little bit more uh, because you talked about really a single product can have four different parts to it, you know, PDF and, and all those different things. Um, so I think next week, maybe we could talk about post-production and then delivery methods that, uh, and a lot of people ask the same question, Cliff, how do you make sure that this isn't shared to the world? Right. Right. Uh, and, and people may be surprised by our answers to that. Yeah. Matter of fact, um, people will be very shocked at my end. And I think you use the same method I do. I do. I do. And I do. It, yeah. It'll be interesting. Cause honestly, that's the, that's the number one question I get after what do you use? Yep. It's how do you protect it? How do you protect it? How do you, how do I make sure that everyone else is going to get it? And and I don't mean this in a derogatory mean way at all. Most of those people haven't created a product yet. Yeah. Right. And I would say that's a great problem to have. Let's get the product. Yeah. Let, let's make <laughs> right? the product before we worry about how people are going to steal from us. Right. And and here's the reason, friends. I, I I believe that there. I believe in the lizard brain. I believe in the resistance, whatever you want to call it. Um, there is something inside of us that says, here's my excuse for not shipping. And the thing is, it could be a very, very valid reason, but it's keeping you from shipping. And here at Business Tech Weekly, we want to help you ship and do a great quality job doing that. Um, and we need to get past those excuses or, or obstacles to shipping. And one of them is, how do I keep it safe? And yeah. so we're going to talk about that next week. We'll talk about post-production delivery methods, uh, what information you can get from people, how to ask for feedback from your digital products. Um, you know, lots, lots of, and, and, and frankly, what digital products can do for your business. I think we could talk about that as well. Right. How it could lead to bigger and better clients because that's done it for me. What, how can a free digital product lead to more business? I can talk about that big time. Hey, uh, somebody in our chat room, guest number 768 said earlier, you know, Dan Miller sells two podcast episodes repackaged for $39. He basically takes the the two CD. It's in two CDs, one hour each, in a package. Uh, these were free podcast episodes, and the audio quality isn't even very good. It was no, pre Cliff sure days. I'm sure it's on a phone. I'm sure it's a phone conference call. Uh, I, I actually I think is the one with him and his wife. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think that was in studio, but still, meh, audio quality is iffy. <laughs> but basically, he just took those MP3 files, burned them to CDs, put them in a package, and puts them on a site and sells them for $39. My friends, if that's where it becomes not two podcast episodes, but it's a two-CD audio book. It, it, it's, it's a whole different world. People want, Not many people are going to pay $39 for two podcast episodes, but they will pay... $39 for a digital audio product. I have that product, I think. He sent it to me. Yeah, he did. Good packaging. Exactly, it is. It is decent packaging. a long way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the other thing is is that, you know, this idea is like, oh, well, you know, I, I talked to a client the other day. He's like, you know, I'm thinking about how do I monetize? And I said, well, have you ever thought of doing this? And I was talking about video tutorials. He's like, oh, man, but th- I tell you what, man, all of this stuff, it's all free. You know, nobody has to pay for that information. And I'm like, <clears throat> do me a favor. And he's like, what? I said, I want you to go in and uh, I want you to go to YouTube. Or actually, we were on GoToMeeting. I said, how about this? Go- let me pull up YouTube. And I'm going to type in um, how to edit out clips using Adobe Audition. And boom, there's a, you know 10 or 15 videos. Okay, how to use a multi-band compressor. Boom, there's a couple, episode- or a couple videos. I mean, everything, anything and everything I possibly could teach... An Adobe it's Audition. Yeah, it's on YouTube. A, it's there's hundreds of videos out there. I've made two thousand eight hundred and ninety dollars selling my video tutorial about Adobe Audition. Right. That's two thousand eight hundred and ninety dollars from my Adobe Audition one oh one. Okay, and so the what's the difference is the difference is that I've built an audience who wants to not learn they don't want they don't care about how the 13 year old boy in Uruguay does it they want to know how Cliff Ravenscraft does it does that make sense it does it does they have a connection with you so. alright we'll be back next week <laughs>